The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. We were very lucky last night, actually, to be in another office block just around the corner uh, at an event commemorating the Good Friday Agreement. Bertie Hearn mentioned it when he was my guest a, a few minutes ago. Tommy Gorman was there as well. Tommy's going to be my guest after six o'clock. But the special envoy to Northern Ireland uh, was one of these speakers, Joe Kennedy. He of the famous Kennedy clan. Uh, he had some really fascinating uh, things to say. So it was really interesting to hear him. Kathleen O'Toole was there in the crowd. And Kathleen is a former police commissioner, first female police commissioner in Boston's history and a woman who is deeply involved in policing and policing reform in Ireland, both sides of the border. So after last night's event, uh, she was uh, kind enough to lend me a few minutes of her time. And I asked, I started rather uh, by asking her to remind me uh, specifically of, of, of that work she did in Ireland. Uh, well, I can't say that any of it was strategic. You know, I originally started my career as a Boston police officer on a dare, uh, worked hard up through the ranks in Boston and eventually became police commissioner. But in 1998, I was approached to work on the, the Patent Commission in Northern Ireland to address the policing issue. And at the time, uh, when I was first appointed, some said, oh, O'Toole from Boston must be a Republican sympathizer. But then I arrived, and soon thereafter, um, others said, uh, well, wait a minute, she's worked in police all these years, so which side is she on? So I, I think I had a distinct advantage over the course of a few years there because nobody could figure out which side I was on. And uh, it was just an incredible experience. I often say that I learned my best lessons about policing on the opposite side of the Atlantic in Northern Ireland uh, during the peace process and also during the Republic of Ireland in later years. What... Did you know about the situation in the North before you arrived there? Well, I think here in the U.S., um, particularly those of us uh, with Irish-American roots, uh, always followed the news closely. We had some reporters here in Boston, including Kevin Cullen at the Boston Globe, who were based in Northern Ireland for a long time. And so I think we had uh, a a good sense for what was happening, but... I didn't truly understand it until I spent time on the ground there. And I think that uh, Chris Patton encouraged us to get out and to engage authentically to the greatest extent possible with the communities there. Uh, And we did dozens of large-scale community meetings, but we did countless, hundreds of personal, uh, very personal, individual meetings as well. And I met with people representing a vast array of perspectives and that's when I really got a sense for um, the the true challenges they faced at the time. But it's remarkable, I mean it was such a divided society and it really gives me hope here in the U.S. now. I mean sadly we're a very divided society here in the the United States right now but that experience in Northern Ireland having seen how much they overcame um, and, and to see the, the peace process and all the positive things evolve you know, gives me hope when I work on projects here and elsewhere in the world. I, I have this awful habit, and other people have it in Ireland as well, when we go north of the border, that everyone we meet, we kind of find ourselves on some level thinking, is this person one of us or one of them? And, and, and what I, why I bring that up is just, it, it's, it's an indication, I suppose, of the baggage we bring to the north. So to what extent was your lack of understanding, was it actually an asset? 
Yeah, I, d I definitely think to some extent that was um, advantageous. And I was always eager to learn. So I was eager to talk to anybody, you know, people representing very, very different perspectives. Uh, so, you know, I met, very sadly, you know, I met with people who had suffered huge loss there, um, people who'd lost loved ones. Some were police families and others were families that had been victimized by the police. Um, the Deveni sisters, I never forget the meeting with the Deveni sisters and uh, as they recounted the death of their father very early in the Troubles. I met with an RUC widow one day whose young son was just an infant when his father was killed. So that statement I often heard there that nobody had the monopoly on grief, you know, really hit home. It was so true. Um, and it was just such a privilege uh, to to be a part of that process in, in a small way. I mean, hearing from Senator Mitchell tonight and his message uh, was just incredible. And, and to see Tishik Bertie Ahern, you know, the role that he played over the course of many years, uh, you know, I was just incredibly humbled to be a very small part of the overall process. It's interesting to hear you talk about, you know, that experience maybe lending itself to the United States and society here now. I mean, do, do you see that level of sectarianism, for want of a better description, taking hold here to the same extent you saw in the North? Well, sadly, we're just a very divided society right now. I think that, you know, um, I don't get involved in partisan politics here. Um, you know, I've always worked in, in policing and the police don't take sides or shouldn't take sides in partisan debates. Uh, but sadly, I think our political leaders are so incredibly divided that it's um, had an impact on, on communities here across the country. I learned in Northern Ireland that in order to progress, you really need to engage authentically with communities. And you know, if we're working on police reform here or if we're working on other issues that could be potentially contentious, we need to engage with our communities. We need to listen carefully to their perspectives. You know, everyone who wants a voice in the process should have a voice in the process. And that's precisely what happened in Northern Ireland. And as, for, as someone who's dedicated their life to, 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 to law enforcement, um, has it been difficult for you to see it become part of that kind of culture war? you know, and, and the defund the police movements and, and other people maybe one side more than another laying claim to the police. I mean, I'm, I'm, again, I appreciate, as you say, you, you've, you've always taken a nonpartisan view to this, and I'm not asking you to kind of break the habit of a lifetime today, but has it been difficult to witness that? Yeah, it's been very difficult, and I've been working on police reform projects across the country, uh, particularly in some of the areas that have experienced the, the greatest challenges, um, in, in Minneapolis, for instance, in Chicago, in Baltimore. Uh, so I continue to do some of that, that work. And I think in policing, we do a horrible job of telling our own story. Like you just referred to it as law enforcement, right? Well, studies have shown it's that... It's really a U.S. term. We don't even yeah, say yeah. that about our own police and, force. And you know what? You're right. You shouldn't because police is a, policing is a service, right? It, and uh, you know, law enforcement is only a small fraction of what police do. Uh, even police in this country, in our major cities, only 4% of police work is violent crime. Now, you wouldn't know that by watching the shows on television, you know, with the gunfights and the car chases, but uh, policing is a service. It's really, um, 
a vocation if done properly. And yeah, it saddens me because I think that uh, we've done a bad job of telling our story. And, you know, I hope that as changes continue to evolve, that our politicians, uh, you know, our leaders here will make thoughtful changes. I'm all for police reform and innovation. I've been a champion for that for decades. Um, but I, I think that some of these slogans, defund the police or knee-jerk reactions, are really um, concerning. And some dire consequences have evolved, especially in some cities where violent crime is, is rising now. So I think that we definitely need to reform and innovate, but it has to be done in a very thoughtful way. And I think there's no better example than Northern Ireland during the Patent Commission work and the Republic of Ireland more recently uh, with the uh, reforms and innovations underway um, with Angarda Shikana. Kathleen Liston, thanks many for speaking to us. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.